0: Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one branding coach for therapists. And so in today's episode, I want to have a casual conversation with you and talk about is your partner supportive of your business goals? And so um, as I've been doing this series on opening up more about what happens behind the scenes as it relates to my household, my family, and how that is... um, you know, positively impacting my business ventures and the success that I've had in my business, I thought it would be a good topic to talk about how our personal relationships, especially romantic ones, can either push or hinder mental health professionals to grow in their business. And so the three topics that I'm going to talk about today is broken down into goals, money, and kids. Okay. Uh, Goals, Money, and Kids. And after I give some tips, then I'll share with you also how I've been able to um, utilize these tips that I'm going to share with you in my personal life that has led to my business growth. And so first, let's talk about goals. And so when we talk about goals, what you want to think about is what is your goal for your business and or your career? So if you have a nine to five or a part-time job, is your goal to stay at that job? If it is, or if it is for a significant amount of time or a few years from today, then is your goal to promote? Is your goal to be more efficient in the job that you do and pretty much just be cool with, you know, doing your job and going home? Do you want to start a part-time business such as a private practice or have other streams of income such as writing a book, hosting workshops, or a whole lot of other things that you can do in the mental health field. But you do want to get very clear on what your goals are. And some of the things that you want to think about in terms of getting clear on your goals is what is your interest and what will become your interest over the next few years, okay? Now, as it relates to how this can be embedded in enhancing a healthy relationship, is the person that you're with and or if you're single, the person who you attract How supportive do you want them to be involved in with your goals? And the reason why I'm asking this question is because a lot of individuals do not think about this and then you never talk about your goals with a potential mate that you'll end up marrying or someone you've been with for a long time and then you've ventured out into wanting more in your career and in your business and because you don't know how to have those transparent and mature conversations it may actually cause conflict as it relates to the second area which I'll get to in a moment Um, in terms of like how do you spend your money how do you invest your money Um, are they your biggest cheerleader are they um, a person where you can go talk to them about your goals and they're going to promote growth versus shoot you down so those are things you want to think about in terms of goals and having mature conversations with your partner. And if you're with someone right now, I would say rate your level of comfortability on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is you're not comfortable and 10 is you're very comfortable with talking to your partner about your goals that you have in your career and in, and or in your business. What are your interests in terms of adding streams of income? To your business or your career? And then also what support do you need from them and can they give it to you? So those are all tied into goals. Now let's move into money. So money is a hot topic because in relationships, especially in marriages, this is the number one killer that leads to divorce. And so um, in my foundations book, which I've created a link um, in my Amazon store, if you want to check it out, it is a relationship book and it talks about 12 steps to a divine relationship. And 12 steps is just 12 chapters and it's more journal style where it will help you whether you are single, cohabitating in a relationship long term and or you are looking to get married or for some people they're already married and they never had these mature conversations. Money is a significant chapter. It has about 14 to 17 questions with journal pages but the goal is for you to have those transparent conversations about how you spend money, how you save money, where will you invest invest money, and things like that. So when it comes in terms of money and you're talking about your partnership, you want to ask yourself, can you talk about money without things getting heated? So for example, um, I'll just embed this right now. I've invested um, over the last six years um, a percentage of my business revenue and in the beginning my personal income from my jobs into business coaching. I saw business coaching as an asset to my business and so when I first got with my um, you know now husband in the beginning when we first met I was venturing off into taking like online courses of course we had CEs workshops that we went to I wasn't in higher level coaching as of yet but when we were you know getting to know one another and we were asking about aspirations and goals in career and or nine-to-five job back then, it was very clear that I had very big goals. I didn't really know how I was going to get there, but he knew that I had big dreams. And what I loved about our relationship was that he was that biggest cheerleader and he did not shoot me down. He more encouraged me. And actually he was more curious because we were not in the same Field, Um, But one thing that I admire about him still to today is that when we talk about the investment in what it would take to scale my business to the next level, he may ask questions as far as what is that program going to give me in comparison to the programs that I've had in the past or why am I ringing up on a new year and it's not a why as to it makes me feel uncomfortable or less confident like oh should i really be investing but he and i told him that i need this from him i um he he asked me because he wants to make sure that of course i don't have buyers remorse you know no one wants to have buyers remorse so he wants to make sure that i'm also clear on what it is i want what it is that i'm working toward and can this investment or will this investment align with the direction that my business and my lifestyle is going? So, with money, you want to ask yourself can you first talk about money in your relationship, just in general? Like, how do you spend money? And then, can you talk about how do you invest money? Um, again, rating yourself on a scale of one to 10 with comfort is, you know, one feeling not comfortable at all, you don't say anything, and 10 is you're an open book with your partner. How much can you disclose if you choose to make an investment? So, for example, I sometimes open up my calendar from time to time for alignment calls. And alignment calls are simply someone has heard about one of my coaching programs. They've uh, maybe taking a masterclass, or they. You know, invested in a uh, short term product or they got a digital product and they heard about, for example, my dope therapist academy, which is the private practice academy. So sometimes what I'll do if people are unsure is I'll ask them to reach out to me, get on my calendar and ask clarity questions to make sure that my program is in alignment with them on those phone calls. Sometimes people will say, oh, I need to talk to my partner because this is an investment and I want to make sure that they're okay with how we're choosing or how I'm choosing to You know, invest because it is going to take sometimes money out of their personal um, accounts because they haven't started their business yet or they're in the beginning stages. So, the reason why they need coaching is because they're not seeing profits. And so, I respect that. I'm married. And so, what I typically will tell them is okay, let's schedule a phone call, you know, in a certain amount of days, like two to three days, or if it's on a Friday, okay, let me hit you back on Monday. Let me go ahead and add you to my calendar. That way, they know that their homework assignment is to go talk to their partner because that also shows. Me, how serious they are about looking into the investment of the academy since we already decided if it is a good match that it is. And when we get back on that phone call, they're going to tell me or they're going to email me and say, Hey, here's my decision. I'll talk to my partner, you know, etc. And so I do believe in talking to partners about the investment. It actually bothers me when I have individuals that are married and I'm not saying that you, you know, that you cannot make a decision on a, um, alignment call to say that, Oh, you know, I'm ready to sign up because I would hope also that people would talk to their partner if they already know about the program, if they already know the details of the program, if they already know what the investment is for the program, I would hope that they would actually talk to their partner before getting on a phone call or zoom call with me. That way there doesn't have to be any back and forth and they can go ahead and start already. Um, but some people may not do their homework some people may be tapping in and out when i'm presenting the information i'm not sure but you want to tap into how much you can truly disclose with your partner because the question you really want to ask yourself is Are you keeping secrets? For example, you know, you may tell your partner, Oh, the monthly payment plan is this, but you are scared to tell them the total amount of the investment because you chose a payment plan versus paying in full. And sometimes payment plans add, like, for example, one extra payment because of, I'm going to say, that interest on the back end, because most of my programs are. You know, the, I think the lowest one is, of course, a digital product, which you do it at your own pace. And then my Dope Therapist Academy, that's for a particular amount of time, but the payment plan extends beyond the amount of time of your coaching program. So technically, the therapists have access to my intellectual property under my corporation, and you're still making payments after the live coaching is over. So in that aspect, are you keeping secrets from your partner like that you're still making payments two, three months later, you know? So that's money, and then the third area is kids. And so the reason why this is very important when it's when you're talking about is your partner supportive of your business goals, is that depending on how your household is set up and the era that we're in right now, due to the you know COVID COVID virus, um, is that. A lot of kids are, or most kids, depending on your state, are homeschooling. And then, of course, some parents have multiple children, different ages. You know, one of my friends actually just posted on Facebook yesterday that between three kids in three different age groups, there are 17 Zoom calls because the kids maybe have different subjects throughout the day. 17 Zoom calls a day. That is crazy. 17 Zoom calls a day, five times a week. Oh my gosh, right? So with kids, you want to think about what are the obligations of your children, such as school schedule, waking them up, prepping them for bed, uh, cooking, putting them to sleep, taking them outside because they need vitamin D. Like in our home, we have a playground. We were so excited when the playground finally opened. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these kids are going to run crazy because they haven't had a chance in the community that I live in because I live in a resort-style community where the reason why we chose this home community, this town home community, because it had literally so many amenities where if something were to happen, we always said that when we like walked around and saw all the stuff, that if something were to happen, or for example, when I got pregnant, because I got put on bed rest last time, and I foresee that that's not going to happen this time, but You know, post pregnancy, I wouldn't have to go anywhere. Like, literally, we had a nail technician that was assigned to our office in the clubhouse. We had a massage therapist. We had multiple spotlight pools where literally I didn't even have to go stay anywhere because of you know, we had cabanas that were free. We have a lap pool. We have a baby pool. We have like two different sets of pools. We have a, a smaller version of 24 hour fitness, um, at the gym that was 24 hours. We have a business center. And matter of fact, I'm gonna write this down. I'll actually do the next podcast episode and talk about how we chose our current home. Okay. I wrote that down just now. So I'm gonna make sure to put that on the list. Um, but You want to think about obligations in terms of children. What does your schedule look like? Because your partner ideally should be supportive of you doing your work and then them having to potentially help with kids during those hours. But of course, you agree that you compromise that you will also pick up some time as well. Just because you own a business doesn't mean that you get a pass. Okay. Um, But you also want to look up how much time are these children going to take out of the schedule and how does that align with what you have to do in your business? Because you have to be mindful of how your schedule is planned. Okay. And then also think about conferences are you having to participate these days in a virtual conference that may take up a full day or a conference call? Or do you have to go out of town for a conference call or go away from your home? Like sometimes for me, I have to, or I choose to go in person because it's better to go in person to talk about particular things with a nonprofit that I collaborate with versus online because of the engagement that I get in person, of course, social distancing. Okay. So, As we talked about today, we talked about goals with mature conversations with your partner. Can you talk about money and then obligations with children? So let me briefly tell you how we, me and my husband, made it work in our household, especially during this season. And so before we got married, when we were just like talking, we literally weren't boyfriend and girlfriend for a minute. We actually talked about, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast episode, goals. So we talked about what were our goals like, you know, having fun in life, pre-dating, things like that. And then what were our goals when we were to get married? Not even to each other, but like what does marriage mean and what would that lifestyle you know mean? And then we talked about um, in terms of goals and with money, what is our definition of mine versus ours? And so one thing that I loved about him in terms of business goals was that he was and he still is my biggest cheerleader. And one of the things that we talked about or that I'm going to say I brought to his attention is that when it came down to, I'm blending, in money when it came down to investments sometimes it's not that I would have buyer's remorse but sometimes if I'm in a of course a great mood and I felt like it's in alignment with where I'm going I will get very excited and, and and be trigger happy to like go ahead and put my credit card in there and again it's not because of buyer's remorse it was more of can I actually implement what this person wants to teach me right now in this season of my life because why am I going to invest a thousand two thousand five thousand dollars if I don't have time to actually do? The class, right? Sorry, that's my son talking in the background. So, um, I told him that I would like to have him challenge me when I come to him and say, Hey, what do you think about this investment? Because he already knows like my goals and stuff. And I would want him to talk to me and help me through those decisions. All right. So, now money, right? So, when I'm looking at the or I'm going to say the growth of our relationship and our marriage. Um, Remember I mentioned like the mind versus ours. So this is actually a a trigger triggering topic for a lot of couples married or not. um, Because some people may go into the relationship believing that because for example, if you're the breadwinner, whether you're a man or a woman in the relationship, you may say, well, I made all this money so I don't need to consult with my partner about how I invest my money. And I personally don't believe that that's true. Now the only way that I can see a person not wanting to disclose or talk to their partner even though it doesn't make it okay or healthy but the reason why I would say okay I can see maybe why you choose to not disclose is because maybe that partner is not your biggest cheerleader or maybe you feel like they're talking you out of um, making the investment that you believe is in alignment with where your business is going, and so just you know look at. The comparison between healthy and unhealthy relationship in terms of support that you get from your partner um, and how you can talk about money, because, again, that's the number one relationship killer for marriages. And if that's happening before you get married or when you're cohabitating or when you, you know, maybe start having kids before you get married or before you move in with one another, those are things you want to hash out before jumping over the room um also with money is you want to talk about how do the both of you spend money so how me and my husband have talked about this and and we've had to actually acknowledge this in premarital counseling um a part of our premarital counseling actually went through the church and the bishop he was very thorough and he had asked you know who's the spender and who's the saver and i actually paused because i was curious to see because we weren't prepared to answer that question. I mean, we didn't pre-think of any questions, but um, I I was very surprised that my husband's, uh, or fiance at that time, answer was aligned with mine. So he was like, you know, both of us are spenders, but she's definitely the person who's more Organize with the money, such as, for example, I look at how much money is coming in every month because every month it can fluctuate because of my streams of income, especially with me being a teacher or some of my programs have program launches. And so some months are significantly higher than others. And so because I am the one that's the owner of my business, like we're not co-owners, typically I look at the money, but it's gotten to the point where I'm not scared to share with him if, Oh, okay. We had a $25,000 month. Oh, we had a $50,000 month. Like I'm okay with sharing that with him because I trust him. I know that he is not going to be like, Oh, let's go ball out of control and go, you know, buy all this stuff. Like, no, he just says, you know, congratulations. We give each other high five, you know, and things like that. And then I actually tell him, all right, you know, this is what we're going to tithe. Once I pay myself, he's on the payroll too, because he is in the business, you know, and then we look at, okay, we're going to save this amount of money for profits. This is how much money everybody in the business is going to get paid. Meaning our team members are going to get paid for bonuses at the end of the year, or we're going to like, I don't want to have my group practice when we will make hella profits. I would say, okay, we're going to, you know, take the team out for eat for the holidays and things like that. So, um, we made sure to talk about how I was choosing to allocate the funds, but I was okay with talking to him about that. And then with kids, um, especially during this season, but this decision was actually made when I was pregnant. So if you haven't heard, um, it was a couple of episodes back. I talked about being a mother in my 30s and like a three-part series where I talked about like what it was like to be on bed rest, but that, you know, that was the boom of the next stage of my business as well. So we had already had one child in a blended family. And when I gave birth to my son, literally in that season, something that wasn't disclosed was that my husband was working full time. He loved what he was doing. He was working for um, a payroll company for the entertainment business. And they end up, they were already with traffic, maybe an hour away from our house. Um, Without traffic, it maybe took 40 minutes to get there. So it was still like not close, right? Um, It was maybe like 25, 30 miles away, if that. And so they, I guess, I don't know if they got bought out by another company, but what ended up happening, um, nevertheless, is that his company moved. They were in Culver city and we were in Compton at the time. And anyone in LA knows that, I mean, heck you can have a job that's five miles away. And if you have to get on the freeway, depending on what time of day and what direction you go in, hell, it could take an hour. So his job actually moved to Burbank. Burbank is hella far. From Compton, And so when we looked at, because we, we started like playing around when he would go to Culver City, I'm like, okay, you, you got to leave the house at this time to get to Culver City at this particular time, his hours weren't going to change. And so we started looking at Google to look at the traffic and it was taking like an hour and 45 minutes to two hours, like one way. And he worked typical hours, like nine to five. So it's not like oh, we can extend the hours to 8 p.m. Like I can't in my private practice to bypass traffic. Like that was a no-go, you know, he had to be there. He was answering the phone, you know, he was handing over checks to actors and actresses and stuff like that. So he had to be present like nine to five, I think at the at the least he can extend his hours from like 10 to six. So um, that was one mishap and then what also we looked at was that he had got a different custody arrangement with his son at the time. And so he had to be present. Like I couldn't because of, you know, blended family drama, he had to be present for like drop off and pickups for the most part. And so he had to decide between, and this sucks, like he had to decide between his child and a job. Nobody wants to make that decision because of course your child always comes first, right? And I think that in blended families, a lot of people don't recognize that when there are court orders in place and parents are not on the best terms, sometimes it leaves one or both parents in a horrible predicament because they have to make way bigger sacrifices just because they can't get along and it's just like, ugh, right? And so what ended up happening in a nutshell is that he couldn't accept the transfer, and so imagine at that time couldn't get the transfer and I literally got pregnant and got put on bed rest at the same damn time. Like this could not have been one of the, I'm not gonna say the worst seasons because it ended up being a blessing in disguise. Literally, I needed help in my business. That's when I started learning how to hire people. So guess who became one of my first employees? He This is when he learned how to, I mean, he was doing it before, but he really took over doing medical billing. So, I mean, he already understood customer service, computer stuff. And so I literally trained him. How to do all of the medical billing. How to, I mean, he would drive up to my office because clearly I can't drive. So he would go up to the office and get the checks and deposit the checks. And, you know, he would do, um, he learned how to do uh, verification for insurance. So we'd literally start building because when I went out, a lot of the therapists that I coached under my group practice. Cause they asked like, okay, okay, you're going out. I need, I need to go on my own because they didn't know when I was going to come back. Cause I also ended up having a C-section. So I end up coaching them in addition to like them exiting out my group practice, because I pretty much closed it down when I went out on pregnancy leave all the way is they asked me, um, can I show them how to do billing? And so we end up doing their billing for a short period of time. And we low key opened up a small little billing company under the branch of my business. So that was fun. So, but that was all him. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is because both of us at this point, were working from home at the time. We only had one child. Then we went into two, but then imagine after I was relieved from C-section duty, I start going back to work. So what does that mean for him? He's at home with my infant son. And some people may think like, oh my God, like he was a stay-at-home dad. And I want to say out loud that a lot of people are doing this, especially in the Black community. But a lot of people I recognize are not talking about it. And this is probably a whole podcast episode within itself because it's gotten to the point where you know, my parents are, where well, my mom is a baby boomer. My grandmother is a baby boomer. Nobody questions us, but my mom does low-key, um, unintentionally because she cares. But she will often say, oh, this job is hiring, this job is hiring. And I'm thinking like, why would he go get that job? First of all, he don't pay shit. Excuse my language. But then second the hours don't align with what we got going on in this household and the only people that know what we got going on in this household is us no one knows how our money works except for us and that's how it's supposed to be in a marriage but again in terms of kids we have to look at what do we want our schedule to look like and then as children start going to school what do their schedules look like um, how much is daycare now because my son is two you know so we had to look at what what is our life looking like in terms of business time allocated also how how much can I do in the business because I want to also work, you know, on school with my son. I don't just want my husband to do it all by himself, but we really had to look at how we are pairing together as a team. So I really hope that this information has shed some light on how you can have a supportive relationship with your partner, especially moving toward your business goals. So as a recap, we assessed how to have mature conversations regarding your business goals and how they can be of support to you, how you can talk about money and rating your comfort level with talking to your partner about how you invest your money. How much do you disclose? Do you keep secrets? We've also talked about keys as far as obligations, especially during a time like this. And then I also shed some light on how me and my husband have made it work in terms of having conversations before and post-marriage in terms of how we work through me making investments in my business, um, what's ours versus mine, but that we still have um, conversations about how I am going to invest the money because it ultimately impacts us. Because if I'm taking money that's technically profits out of the bucket, um, is it going to help scale the business later because that would be the goal, right? And then we also talked about how we've made it um, work with children. So if you want to have more mature conversations with your partner, I would highly encourage you to check out my Foundations 12 Steps to a Divine relationship the link for my amazon store is in the bio feel free to look around at my store as well for other tools that i use in my business and in my household i go from uh tech accessories to things that i use to record my podcast to to cleaning products, because I am a whole life psychologist. And so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me on Instagram, make sure that you head over and uh, check me out at Dr. TK Psych. If you know of someone who needs to hear this podcast episode, whether they're a therapist or not, please, as always, share this episode. And if you want to go the extra mile, snapshot a picture of this episode, tag me on your stories on Instagram, and let me know your biggest takeaway. I will see you in the next episode.